Welcome, everybody. This is Burge again, starting out 2018 with our intentional visioning. So that's what tonight is all about today, tonight, whenever you're listening to this. And I welcome all of everybody that's on the call. We have a lot of people on the call tonight and uh, from all around the place. So just shout out where you're calling from. New York. New York. Florida. 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 Florida, Florida. <laughs> Tallahassee. Florida, Florida. Florida, Florida. <laughs> Delray Beach. Oh, Florida. Florida. That's Florida. <laughs> well, we've got all up and down the coast of Florida, both sides, I guess, for sure. And do we have anybody from Georgia here? Any Atlanta people? Arietta. All right. Joyce. Awesome. Awesome. From Buckhead, Atlanta. Oh, yay. Okay. <laughs> yay. I just want to make sure we had some, you know, people that could still talk on the phone for the snow that's going on right now. We closed down Atlanta. Do I have my Hawaii people on or anybody from the West Coast or Malaysia or, any, or Canadians, Canucks, on the call? Today? Portland, Oregon. Oregon. Hello. Welcome. Hey. Well, I am just thrilled because we are – I'm going to go ahead and start because this is jam-packed, and I know we want to get off 2018 off to a good start if it's not already. I trust that it is. And as you know, or maybe you don't know, if this is your first time listening, it's very experiential, meaning I want you to get the most out of our hour together. And uh, my, my intention is to inspire and to um, – support you in any way that you need uh, in order for you to set your intentions for this year and uh, for every month that I do this. Um, my intention is to be of service and to allow all of us to connect, even if it's on the phone for just an hour, just to get a little bit of inspiration, a little bit of guidance, and a little bit of loving, okay? So I'm going to go ahead and um, mute everybody, and just so you know... Um, that after I mute everybody, you can still talk. All you have to do is hit star six, and that will unmute you, and then you will be able to ask questions or share because that's what I'm all about. So I'm going to go ahead and do that. So what's going to happen now is I want you to get out a pen and paper, something to write with. You might want to take some notes, but you also uh, may want to... uh, do some of the exercises we're going to be doing together about how do I intentionally create and vision what I want for this year and the rest of my life. And I'm going to be giving you some tools and we're going to do some um, experiences so that you can see for yourself, you know, what what's going on in your life and what you want more of and how to create that. So without further ado, uh, again, hit star six if you want to unmute yourself so get something to write with, and get a. Uh, hopefully, if you're driving, um, you'll either stop or please don't drive and write. But if you're listening to the uh, recording, you will. Uh, you can also do that with me now. So you will get a recording. Everybody's going to get the recording if you have registered um, on our either Facebook or our, our emails or any other places that we've put this out there or a text. 
So if, if you want a recording and you did not register that way, you didn't rec- register through text or online, um, please email me and let me know that you want the recording. And that's burge at essenceofbeing.com. So I look forward to playing with all of you. I have two Essence of Beings coming up in February. So just to keep that in mind, Essence of Being is our main uh, first basic. I call it basic, but it's anything from basic. But that's our big three-day event. Uh, Our very first one is February 2nd through the 4th, and that is going to be in Fort Lauderdale. And then we're doing it again. February 16th through the 18th in Atlanta, Hotlanta, which it's not right now. But anyway, that's those are the two uh, Essence of Beings coming up, so I look forward to playing with all of you there. And just as a very uh, big uh, announcement, we are changing it up a little bit this year. My intention for 2018 is to celebrate more, and so we are having, just so you know, those of you who are listening are graduates, and also those of you who are listening that aren't graduates yet, uh, we are having graduation ceremonies. So the Tuesday after workshops, we will be doing a graduation ceremony where you bring your friends and family and we celebrate you graduating from Essence of Being. And you'll get your certificate at that point. Uh, assuming you can come and stay, if you're from out of town, we will go ahead and graduate you if you can't stay. But the Tuesday evening after each workshop now for Essence of Being, we will all get back together again. How exciting is that? So we'll be having a Tuesday evening graduation fun night uh, for all the people who just went through uh, the experience and to bring their friends and family and uh, just to be together again. So just FYI, keep that in the back of your mind. Okay. Now. Let's start a fresh start for 2018. A new chapter in life is waiting to be written. So here are the new questions that you might want to ask yourself to embrace all of this, to to know that you're loved, uh, answers to be discovered, and then we're going to live in this transformative year of delight and self-discovery. So what are your hopes for the future as you reflect on the years that have passed? So gradually as you become a curator of your own contentment, we are learning to embrace the gentle yearnings of our own hearts. So that sounds so poetic, but that's the way it is. That's that's how we roll. But this year, uh, instead of writing down your resolutions for the year, we want to really write down our, our aspirations, our private intentions, and these longings that maybe we've kept tucked away until the time seems right. So trust that now is the time. So how often in the past have you turned away from all that is unresolved in your heart because you feared looking at it or questioning it? But what if you knew that a year from today you could be living the most creative, joyous, and fulfilling life you could imagine? What would it be? What changes would you make? How and where do you begin? So be patient with yourself toward all this and toward all that unresolved stuff that's in your heart and try to love these questions themselves. So the answers to all of this will come, but only after you know which ones are worth asking. So today I really want us to become aware that we already possess all the inner wisdom, all the inner strength, and creativity needed to make our dreams come true. 
So this is hard for most of us to realize sometimes because the source of this unlimited personal power, it's buried so deeply sometimes beneath all the bills we have to pay and the carpools and the deadlines and the business trip and the dirty laundry. So we forget about just stopping for a minute and accessing our inner resource. So we come to that conclusion that that I think is flawed, but a lot of us do. We think that you know our happiness and our fulfillment comes from external events. And those of you who, of course, are graduates know that my whole intention and my whole philosophy is around thought is creative and that if you can believe it, you can create it. Because external events usually bring with them some sort of change, yes, and so people think, well, that's what made me change. But as you and I know or will know, that it's our intentions and it's us that makes the change inside. All right, so we're going to be our catalysts for our own change tonight. Yay. I just want to remind us, though, that we already possess. We already do. We possess all that we need to be genuinely happy. So the way that we reach that awareness is through an inner journey. And that is what we're all about here is that emotional, that spiritual, that physical, the psychological, the physical, mental, all of that. All that transformation, a deep inner shift. So we're going to align what you want with the energy of the universe or God or great spirit or energy or whatever you want to call it, higher self. Such change is possible when we invite that inner knowing and that universal divine spirit, What again, whatever you want to call it, to open up the eyes of our awareness to the abundance that is already ours. So there are six principles. Here we go. Six principles, and then I'm going to um, have you start writing some things after this, but I just want to kind of go through these really quick about how we can have these principles guide ourselves through our journey this next year. So these are the six threads of abundant living. When we weave all this together, it can really produce a fabulous tapestry. I'm so poetic tonight. (coughs) Well, I cough. Okay. All right. First, there's gratitude. So when we do a mental and a spiritual inventory, which is what we're going to be doing a little bit of tonight, of all that we have, we realize that we really are rich. We are rich indeed. And the gratitude that we feel gives way to simplicity, which is our second principle. Simplicity, the desire to clear out, to pare down, to realize the essentials of what we need to live or what we want. So just instead of piling on more stuff, just getting really real with ourselves. What do we really, really desire? and not fill it up with things that make us feel even emptier. So with that simplicity, it brings order, which is the third process or the third principle is order, both internally and externally. And once we have a sense of order, when all that clutter is out from within us and outside of us, 
when we release that clutter and we're a sense of order is there, our life brings us harmony. And that harmony provides us with the inner peace that we need to appreciate the beauty that surrounds us each day. And beauty is the fifth principle, to really be present and see the beauty in everything. And once we do that, it opens us up to joy, which is our sixth principle. So those principles are gratitude, simplicity, order, harmony, beauty, and joy. So let's get to it. I'm assuming that many of you have already written your vision, those of you who are Essence of Being graduates or have done any of our play shops that we've done around the world, you know how important a vision is. And um, even if you've written one or even if you haven't, I'm going to help you with this process of intentionalizing what you're creating. And so it will help you get clarity. So here's the process. Uh, What I call a definition of a vision is something that you hold in your heart and in your head that you create from within and it expresses itself outwardly. So something you hold in your heart and your head that you create within and expresses itself outwardly. So if you can imagine it, see it, believe it, dream into it, that's a vision. We dream things. We imagine things. We hold in our heart, in our mind's eye, the things that we truly are creating in our life and express that outwardly. So, again, hopefully most of you, if not all of you, have that belief or are open to the belief that we can create things, that thought is creative and that we have the power and ability to do so. And if you believe you can, you've got half the battle won, right? So... Hopefully you're in alignment with that type of concept. So what I want you to do um, is I want you to think about what inspires you. What inspires you? Figuring out what inspires you, it, it most reveals what you value the most. So... I want you to jot down one or two things that inspire you. I mean, you may be inspired by things like seeing your kids discover something or seeing your business expand or you get inspired by discovering new universal truths or breaking through physical limitations or maybe you're inspired by spending time with friends or seeing people overcome challenges or saving the environment or seeing people awaken to purpose. So just jot down one or two things that inspire you. Get your juices flowing. Go ahead and write that down. And then... Once you've jotted down one or two things, ask yourself, what do you visualize or dream into? 
these aren't fantasies now. I'm not talking about what do you fantasize about. I'm, see, I'm saying these are things that you visualize for your life that slowly but surely is coming true. <coughs> it may or may not actually come true this year. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. But you are holding that, envisioning that, something that you really want to visualize happening, like traveling around the world or setting foot in a different country or visualize spending time with your family. Or maybe you visualize your business challenges being solved or maybe buying a new home or winning awards or writing that book or having more children or whatever it is. Just write down one or two things that you're visualizing and dreaming into existence. finish up on jotting that down. And just notice if you had a thought that said, oh, I can't, I don't know, I don't know what I want. Or just notice if you had a thought of, that's just too big, it it hasn't happened yet. Or I'm too old, or I'm too young, or whatever it is. Just notice the thoughts that you have while you're writing down what you want, what you're visualizing. To create. So, finish up on that one. All right. What I want us to do now is I want us to rate ourselves because I always start off the year rating myself, and you might be surprised on how you've rated yourself, one being I'm not even close to where I want to be in this field, Uh, ten being I've absolutely achieved it, I feel totally own ownership, I've achieved all these things. I feel these things. I feel like I've really accomplished what I've set out to do so far in my life. And we're going to go into 13 different aspects. So all I want you to do at this point is just you'll write down the aspect and then write down a number, how you rate yourself. Where are you right now? How are you in your career? Where are you in your career? One through ten. 10 being I'm at the pinnacle of my career. Or maybe you're just starting out. Or maybe you're feeling like you have to start over. Or maybe you're almost there. Just go ahead and write down a number. And the second one is finance. Where are you financially? Where do you where are you where you want to be right now? Are you almost there? Are you just starting? third one is your physical health. Where are you health-wise? 
1 through 10. And the fourth one is your friends. Where are you friends? Are you being social? Do you have friends? Do you have are you staying in contact and connection with your friends? And remember, if you want to say something or if you have a question, you just hit star six and that will unmute you, okay? Number five is your family, your family relationships. How are you with your family right now? One through ten. Number six is your significant relationship. Do you have a significant relationship? How's it going? One through ten. And number seven, your personal growth. How's that going? One through ten. Are you understanding who you are? Have you have you been looking within? Have you been doing any kind of self actualization? Your personal growth. And I know you essence of being graduates and any of the other people who have taken any of our play shops together. You've done some personal growth for sure. Number eight, your fun quotient. (laughs) Are you having fun? Your recreation. Had some time off? Where are you? One through ten. Number nine, your physical environment. Where you live. Is it? Are you in harmony with where you're living? Is it kind of a sterile place? Is there a lot of chaos? Is it loving? Are you in a, is it homey? Are you living in a van down by the river? Where are you? One through ten. Number ten is your mental attitude. Are you actively applying the knowledge you have? Do you feel like you're engaged mentally? Are you learning? Number 11, your sexuality. Where are you on your sexual scale? Your sensuality. And if you're doing our Mastermind Empowerment Series, we did a whole hour and a half on sex last week, so hopefully you're feeling sensuous again. Number 12, emotional. Where are you emotionally? Do you... In other words, do you have a connection to your own feelings, or are you feeling things, or have you numbed out this year? Where are you emotionally? And then the 13th one, last but certainly not least, your spiritual connection. Are you connected to a higher self, a higher power, great spirit, universe, God? 
Are you in alignment? Have you connected this year? Where are you? So just kind of look at all of those aspects and see where you're at. And in order for you to find out, well, you know the old old adage, right? Uh, For you to go on a journey, you have to know two things, where you are and where you're going. So now you know where you are. You've rated yourself where you are now at this moment. So we want to intentionally vision a sense of where you would be if you were a 10 on any of those. So if you were a 10 on any of those, yay, but you're not done yet, you haven't ascended yet, so you can go ahead and create a 20. If any of those, you did not put a 10 down on those, then now... I want you to be able to, not tonight, but I I want you to really start envisioning and intending what would a 10 feel like. If I was a 10 on any of those aspects or all of those, what would it feel like? Who would be with me? How would I show up? What would that look like? What would it feel like? I mean, would you be creating new skills or would you be having uh, fabulous adventures? What is it? Dream into maybe what people you'd want to be closer to. So when I say intentionally visualize, it means you're using all of your senses. Sometimes you don't know what you really want, right? So what I tell people is if you don't know what you really, really want, start with what you don't want because everybody knows what that is. You know what you don't want. And at this point, just start where you are right now. And please don't should on yourself. I should have already been a 10 by now. I can hear you guys shooting on yourself over the phone. And it gets really messy when you should on yourself. And hopefully you're laughing because that's a joke. But, it does get messy. We should ourselves. The older we get, we think, you know, oh, we should be tens by all of these by now. What the hell? So please stop beating yourself up about any of this. Just the whole point of this exercise is for you to get some clarity about where you are now so that now you can start from there and create what a 10 would be or, if you're already a 10, what a 20 would be. And envision it, visualize it, dream it, put all your senses into it, smell it, look at it. You can even add things in it like, uh, you know, what challenges did I resolve? What can I resolve? What challenges did I resolve this year? Um, Things to let go of, you can do that. What do you want to let go of? Because any grievance or resentment that you hold still in your heart and you choose not to let it go, it hurts your heart. 
So anything that you have resentment for or anybody you have resentment for or any grievance you have, my suggestion would be to put that in your vision, letting go of that. Choosing to let it go because you're the one that's hurting. It hurts your heart. So open up your heart. Let go of those things. And I would be putting those in my vision that you're creating from this whole thing. And if you do have challenges that you want to resolve this year in your vision, just remember, trust and allow and don't ask how. Because sometimes we get tripped up with, i got to know exactly how to resolve it. Just see it being resolved. Trust and allow and don't ask how. In other words, just see it being resolved and let it go and know that it's going to be resolved. You don't have to know how yet. It's okay. It'll come. And you might want to also put in there any breakthroughs that you want to have. So if you have... Um, not a 10 on any of those aspects, you know, write down the breakthroughs you had this year that you're going to have. <coughs> also, any insights that you want to create. Any insights. So I'm giving you little little clues and tips that you can use in your vision. Breakthroughs, insights, challenges that you've resolved, adventures, people to get close to, things to let go of, new skills to learn. So if you believe it can happen, you got most of it. That's probably 80% of it or 90% of it. And how I write a vision, those of you who have taken Essence of Being or any of the other experiences that I offer, one of the ways I write visions is like it's already happened. Instead of writing your resolution, you write like it's already happened. So you would write your vision like 2018 has already happened and you are reflecting on all those different aspects, expecting it. Just, and what that does is if it's already happened, you're living in it. You're appreciating it. You love it into existence. So expect it to actually happen, however, not be attached to it. Commit to it. Commit to the journey, not the outcome. Because you can always say, this or something better. I'm creating this or something better, and it's happening in divine time. You can be very specific with your visions, very specific with what you'd like and what you're choosing and creating. And you can always say, this or something better. And it will happen in divine time. I want it to happen this year, but I know it will happen in divine time. And, of course, I always say choose to happen, not want to happen. Choose is a, is a more powerful, declarative power, stand. Instead of saying I want this to happen, 
is a different vibration. So what I mean by commit to it, the journey, not the outcome, or expect it but not be attached to it, many people get tripped up in their visions and in their thoughts that they they want it to be they want it to happen now and they want it to happen a certain way and to get very attached to the way it comes. And that could limit you on how it comes. Expect it to happen and not be attached to how it comes or when it comes. That will open up a whole other way for your universe and your God and whatever you call that. You've got all your angels and all your guides and all the all these resources providing this for you that you may not have even thought of. So be aware and pay attention. And one thing that I did, I visualized my home that I'm living in now. I mean, some of the things that I did in order to create that intentionally is I I really kicked the tires on it. I mean, I I saw it happening. I knew I didn't know how. I didn't know how I was going to get this house, but I would visit the house. I would see myself living in the house. I would uh, come inside the house when no one was there, don't tell anybody, and I pretended like it was my house. I walked up and down the stairs and just kind of sat around in the place and visualized me being there and living there. And every time I'd walk by the house, I said, that's my house. I'm going to live there. I don't know how, I don't know when, but I intended and I absolutely envisioned this house living here. And it absolutely happened in such a strange way I would have never thought. I didn't even think about it happening that way. I had already, I was living in another house. I wasn't going to sell my house to live into this one. But long story short, it worked. It worked. So I really lived it. Kick the tires. Go test drive your car if that's what you want. Pretend like it's yours. Imagine it. Believe it. Dream about it. Focus on it. And you, everyone knows about vision boards now, I think, right? And treasure maps, cutting out pictures and words and putting it up in front of you so that you see that every day. It focuses your attention on what you're creating. I have vision boards all around my office. And it's fun to do because you're dreaming into all these things you're creating. It's a visceral connection that you have that you can create and look at every day and say, hey, that's coming to me. So does anybody want to share anything that they've written down yet? And if you do, just hit star six. Or if you feel like you got tripped up on something, or if you just want to share what you're creating. Uh, Can we talk? Yeah. Hi, this is Audrey. Hi, Audrey. Uh, Hi there. So last year, one of the things, this is miraculous what I'm going to say, and I thank Tammy Patcher. I had wanted to be, and I still intend to be, a best-selling author. My new book, remember I declared it in mastery? Yes, yes. Raising raising Race Consciousness, Healing Racism, Sexism, and Other Isms has literally been a number one international bestseller on Kindle. 
Of course it has. <laughs> I have I have no doubt. <laughs> no, it already has. It is. I, I just I so I said, of it's course. Astounding tip, you know. And it's because she knew how to do the the P. Remember, I said I really do need PR and market. That's yes. so I'm going. Oh, I have to write that because that is that is what. I want you to take credit for that, Audrey, because I mean, yay to Tammy, an awesome job. But you sourced it, you created it, you intended it. That's true. You kept sharing it, you kept focusing on it. You didn't give oh, up. Oh, yep. You created yep. this in a way that, and it happened in maybe different ways than you maybe thought it would, but it well, absolutely sure. has come. Yep. So congratulations. See, this stuff works. Thank you. Yep, yep, yep. So I want you all to know that. And now it's building beyond and beyond and beyond and beyond. And by the mm-hmm. way, can I, I need a, a graph. And what do I need? A web person. So if anyone is a web person, contact me. Oh, I've got a good web person for you. And all I right, think, we'll talk. Yes, and I'll talk to you soon, Audrey. I just got your message last night, by the way, so yay. Oh, geez. Yes, okay. got it last night, but I'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay. 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 Thanks. 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 Thank you, everybody, and bless us all. So this works. That's awesome. Yeah. So what? Amazing. I, I'm yeah. thrilled. So what I want to share with people is this: that oftentimes when things don't go our way, and let's say you've done, let's say you've done visions before, okay? Or let's say you've done affirmations, or you've done things where you're like, yeah, I've done it, and it didn't happen. And so you beat yourself up, beat your head against the wall, and you say, why hasn't it happened yet? Well, I'm going to speak to you about compartmentalizing, and this is what happens to many people, especially in people that are conscious, in the conscious community, we compartmentalize. So when we get distracted and when things happen in a way where you don't feel whole and complete, inside, a lot of us will stop in our tracks and not be able to communicate or speak or allow ourselves to experience or feel because we're too afraid. We're too afraid sometimes of what we might find when we're all when all of our parts are to, together. So in other words, many of you like to put your dark places in a little hole somewhere and to keep it there. And you keep it at bay. And a lot of times when those dark spaces want to be nurtured and looked at and acknowledged that they're there, they get louder and they get louder and they get louder. And many of you will keep pushing them away and try to keep them back in their corner. So there's a lot of resistance to just allowing them to be. And what happens, while we beat ourselves up around all of this, what happens is that it drains our energy. And it focuses our attention on all the things that are not working and all the things that you do not like. So what I'm speaking about is learning not to push all of those dark spaces into a hole, but to allow them to experience and allow them to be part of you because it is a part of you. Instead of saying, well, I don't want to feel this way or I don't want this in my life or, well, I don't like this part about myself, or I don't like this vibration or that vibration, when you start saying all that, that, that you want something, and I've said this before, that you start with what you don't want because many of you don't know what you want. So then you don't go to what you want because you don't even know what it is yet. So what I'm speaking about now is a whole other level of how to understand 
duality of what you want and what you don't want, and light and dark. And let's just say that the light part is where you feel good, and you like this part of you, and you think, well, that's, you know, that's great, all is well, and you're positive about yourself. And then the dark place <laughs> can be identified as all the things you do not want and all the things you do not like about yourself and what you haven't done yet and all the circumstances that seem to be surrounding you. And, of course, what many try to do is we, have this, we do affirmations and try to stay positive. And when they, all these little dark spaces, they keep nipping at our heels from the negative things in our life. Or the thoughts or beliefs that keep coming up. They keep nipping at our door. They try to, people try to push it away and slam the door and not let those dark spaces in. And what happens though is they get louder and louder. And that is why oftentimes when you're saying you don't want something and it continues to grow and grow and grow because it wants to be heard and acknowledged because it's part of you. And if you accept this concept, it's a little bit beyond uh, the vibration of a lot of people from a basic understanding of how law of attraction works and how vibrations work. So it's a little bit, it can get trippy here. It's moving toward that feeling place of oneness, of not having the duality of the good and the bad, but embracing that whole, the whole person, embracing yourself that you're complete and whole with all of the work and all the good things and all the bad things all at once. So when you say, I choose to be healthy or I want to feel thinner or I choose more money in my life or I want to be loved, then what you're doing when you say those things, oftentimes it immediately brings up, well, I'm not that right now. I don't have it now. And the longing part is the part that is, it really wants to come out. You get, you have this longing feeling, and you try to push that away. You push that away wanting something and realizing that you don't have it. And then the sadness comes up that you don't have it yet. And then you try to push the sadness away. What I'm saying is that when you make a declarative statement like, I want more money. And the next millisecond of thought that comes out is that I don't have it yet, but I know it's coming. That is one place that a lot of people go to. What I'm suggesting is you say, I want more money in my life. And when you feel, if you do, if you feel that little feeling of yet, I don't have it yet, to say that in a way or think and feel that in a way, it's natural for you to feel that way. and It's not something to be pushed aside so that you end up punishing yourself for being negative or punishing yourself for thinking that. It's not supposed to be. You're not supposed to think those thoughts. So what happens is you compartmentalize the good and the bad. And what I'm suggesting is that we embrace it all. It's not good or bad. It's just part of us. And what happens is You'll not fight as much to keep your dark side in a hole because you'll acknowledge it and just move on. You acknowledge it with the same amount of love that you do with things that you want. And, for instance, one of our great teachers, Jesus said that that's why 
Jesus was able to work with the work that he did because of embracing all of the warts and embracing all the negative parts, embracing all those negative things, looking at that person in a whole and complete way. And when that longing comes up or the sadness comes up, when you're looking at that perfect scenario, that you can love that part of you and see that part of you, and that is part of who you are, and it's not anything that needs to be discarded. So when you say to yourself, hey, I want to have more money, and you don't have it, from that point, when you feel or say to yourself, I don't have it, and then you quickly would, you have two choices. You either would say, and I know that it is coming, because you've been taught that, right? We've all been taught, and I know it's coming. And you think positively, or you might say, "Um, it's not here yet, and then you long for it. Then you go into a spiral of punishment that you don't have it yet. So when you go into this spiral of punishment and wanting to keep that at bay because it doesn't feel good, therefore that's when people either numb out because they want to not feel good or they allow themselves to embrace that part and say, I know I'm longing for it. I know that I'm feeling somewhat sad about it, and that's okay. I acknowledge the fact that I feel sad about that, and I know that it is on the way. In other words, most people leave out that step. Most people do that spiritual bypass thing. Most people want to skip from, I would like to have more money, and they quickly go to, and I know it's on its way. When what could be really happening is when you say, hey, I really want to have more money, your first thought is, I don't have it yet. And there's a slight thought of I'm sad or frustrated or that slight feeling that comes from that thought that I don't have it yet. And that is the feeling place that people try to numb out or push away and put it back in its hole and say, I don't want you in my thoughts. I don't want to feel this. Therefore, I'm going to now change my mind and numb out or numb out. And what I'm saying is that if you have that statement that I want more money and your thought is, but I don't have it, and the feeling is that I'm sad and frustrated, then from that point you say that. You say, but I know that it's on its way. You're acknowledging that you're sad and frustrated from it. And it's not trying to push that feeling away without acknowledging it and embracing it as part of yourself. And that is loving yourself into what you want. Even though it's kind of like, sort of like a child, even though they may act up at times, And even though they may do negative things, you still have unconditional love for them or your pets. You know, they may be pooping on the carpet, but you still have unconditional love for them no matter what they do or say or think or feel. And this is how you embrace and love yourself completely. If you don't leave out the step of acknowledging your feeling place, from not being able to have what you want. So all I'm saying is when you make that declarative statement and you may feel a slight refocus of sadness or longing, say, yeah, it, you know, it's not here yet, but and I feel, I feel that and I know it's coming. Try not to resist that because once you acknowledge the feeling place it dissipates it doesn't keep coming up 
that's what we do in, about fear in the workshops. We bring up people's fear, or you get to look at the different things you're afraid of. And what, by doing that, it dissipates the fear because now you're saying, okay, I see you. You can't hurt me, but I see you. So let me give you an example of how this works. And I've told this story before, I think, but it's such a powerful story about Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz. So imagine yourself as Dorothy, and you're in this black and white world, and everything in in it is duality of right and wrong, black or white, up or down, good or bad. And you have this thought of living in this environment and saying, you know what, is this all there is? Isn't there something else for me over the rainbow? And then all of a sudden this big storm comes and the storm is created from that desire that you want something. That storm is created from the desire of wanting to know that there is something on the other side of the rainbow. And because of the storm, it lifts you into a duality, not the duality of thought, but more of a duality of this is real or unreal. And when you come to this storm and you're spinning around in the eye and you get to this new place, you open up the door and there's color. You open the door all of a sudden from a black and white world, you see color. You see new beings. You see things that are unusual and awe-inspiring and awakening the power within you. And if you're Dorothy and you're walking down the yellow brick road to find the wizard, That yellow brick road is your golden opportunity to come to the Emerald City, the emerald of your heart center, the emerald heart center, your chakra. In other words, when you are following the yellow brick road to the Emerald City, you are being showered and having guides and following along with the goal of finding your abundance, finding your joy, finding your home, finding your thoughts, finding your courage, finding your love. And that's when you write your vision. That's what you're writing it for is that yellow brick road. As you're going along the way, Dorothy picks up all of these thoughts that come in from the form of these characters. And what she finds when she gets to the Emerald City is that, what? There's no wizard at all. The wizard is within her, that the knowing was within her the whole time. And she had the power to create a new life at any moment. And that all of these characters in her life in that colorful world was there all along because she could not see them because they were in black and white. And because her sense of duality, that there must be a right and wrong as opposed to seeing things in a different way. So in other words, she saw a horse of a different color. And what she was seeing was the exact same people and the exact situation, only in a different format, a different way. So what, how, you know, what many of you do when you ask for help and you ask for what should I do or how should I believe this, and you're asking from that duality point of view, what you're asking brings about the desire, and that desire brings about the storm. And then the storm comes, and now you have a choice. You have a choice to fly and see all the chaos around you, and then you can either stay stuck in that storm and that chaos, or you can land and open your door and see a new world. And the new world is full of color. 
And it is exactly the same world. It's just being seen in a different light. So hopefully that helps you to understand about how this works, that when you have a desire and you have you write your vision and you intend what you want in life, what can come up is a lot of other things. So bringing up that desire can bring up all those other feelings of loss. It can bring up feeling not being able to to remember things. It can bring up sadness. It can bring up all of these things. And you use that to lift yourself up and say, wow, that's that's part of me. I acknowledge that, and now I choose to create what I want. I'm not going to resist how I'm feeling. So just as Dorothy was opening herself up to a new world, there were new things for you to see and experience and feel. And that is what is happening with you when you have a desire. The storm may come. But it will dissipate if you choose to just walk through the storm Walk out the door and see the color. See the color, see the world in a new way. But many people get caught up in that storm and the chaos, and they stay there, and that's what they focus on. Hopefully that makes sense. So, do any of you have any questions about that? Because it's kind of a interesting concept. <laughs> or any thoughts about that? And then I will tell you one more tool you can use. And if you do, just hit star six. So just remember, don't don't punish yourself because of where you're at or what your thoughts or your feelings are. And you don't have to bypass either. Don't bypass them and just say, I don't want to feel that. Just say hello, embrace it. I see you. I know you're there. I know I know this is part of me and this is what I intend. I now am creating this. Love yourself unconditionally. Love yourself into your vision. Put your vision in front of you. Read your vision. Do your vision boards when you need to be inspired, when you forget. Love yourself through that because you are whole and complete. And if you truly want to feel at one and at peace, you have to envision and, and, and embrace all of it. There is no duality. And I understand that it can be hard sometimes, but I'm here to remind us that all of our feelings have validity. It's just a matter of embracing them, not resisting it, and moving through it and opening that door to a new world. And speaking of a new world... 
I, I trust that all of you will join me next month in February, the 2nd through the 4th, Essence of Being in Fort Lauderdale, the 16th through the 18th in Atlanta. And my next power hour that we will have together is in February. Remember, it's the third Wednesday of every month, and the next one is February 21st. And if you register, you'll get a reminder. And if you still want to get text reminders, you just go to nine. You just dial nine six zero zero zero, and in the message, you'll put Burge B U R G E, and that will give you the reminders of the power hours each month. You'll also get some free videos on creating wealth. And our subject for February is going to be very timely. Time is up. Stand in your power. So we are going to hit this head on. Time is up to stand in your power. So I'm piggybacking on the time is up movement. And it is time for all of us to stand in our power, men and women. And live our life in grace and ease and love. Hey, Birch, this is Sharon. Yes, hi, Sharon. Hey, I just wanted to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for being who you are and for sharing these reminders with us because this is so freaking powerful. I mean, I, I tend to get... I'm mostly positive, of course. Well, not of course, but I'm mostly positive. And then there are those times, as you said, that, you know, the negativity comes up and starts creeping up and experience people around me start giving me negativity, et cetera. And it's like, okay, Sharon, step back, recenter. It's okay. You are moving forward, and this is what you need to do. <laughs> and I just wanted to thank you for this call and for this reminder. I've, I'm not always on the call. A lot of times I'm on the recorded calls, so obviously I can't say anything. But um, it's what you're doing, the work that you're doing is incredible, and I just want to acknowledge you for that and say thank you. Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. I, that's, that's my intention is to just add value everywhere you go. And you know what? You can take that on too. I appreciate it, Sharon. Thank you so much. You and everyone on the call, that is something that you can always hold in your vision, in your journey, is to add value. As long as you're adding value, the effect you have in the world will add value. As long as you are a service to yourself and others, then you will have a huge impact. And to love yourself into, um, into what you want instead of resisting it. So, yay. Thank you, Sharon. Okay. Hey, and you, you you never know what kind of impact you have just by a smile you give someone. Exactly. I mean, you know, it, it's just amazing. And, you know, I'm, I'm turning my life around and I've been in transition for a while and still, still am. But, you know, it's like, okay, I'm making a foundation for myself. And so that's important to me, too, is surrounding myself with supportive people who not all are the, of the same exact mindset, but are forward-looking and do, you know, are open to possibilities and stuff. So, you know, that's, that's important to me also is to create a, a, a good support system so that when I do get in those spaces, I can call on them and, you know, that kind of thing. So that, that's important too. So. Well, we call that our healing forest, my friend. And our healing forest uh, is what, when you take Essence of Being or any of our other powerful experiences, uh, that you are part of our healing forest. And the healing forest is a Native American term, and it's more of a community where if you take sick tree out of a sick forest, 
and you nurture it back to health and you put it back into a sick forest, it could get sick again. And so what I say is create around you a healing forest. Not that I believe that any of us are sick or that need to be healed because I feel like we already are. We just have to remember to create people around us, to attract people around us, to remind us of who we are and to not let us get away with our BS and to hold ourselves accountable and to love ourselves and uplift and empower ourselves and to be of like mind. And that's why the healing forest is so powerful when you become part of that community so that you can just remember, oh, that's right, trust and allow and don't ask how. So I invite all of you on the call and you, Sharon, to come play. And I cannot wait to play with you guys. So I'm going to go ahead and unmute us so we can all say Happy New Year 2018. I am powerful, so I'm going to unmute. Okay, everybody, let's shout it out. Happy New Year. Thank you, Bird. Thank you, Bird. Good night. Thank you, Good my pleasure, everyone. My pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us on the call, and I really look forward to playing with all of you. So I just hear, feel me connecting with you right now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Love you all. Bye-bye. Bye, birds. Bye. You Bye. added much value tonight. Awesome. I can't wait to take it out of my world. That, well, let's do it, girl. Ha, 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 ha.